Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Cheers, Cheers man. We're breaking some rules today, Jeremy. I know. This isn't this isn't opinions over oh. bourbon today. It's opinions over whiskey. Man, this is such a good whiskey. What I is know, going man. on with this? It's Stranahan's Stranahan's original Colorado sing- whiskey. Single malt whiskey. Yeah. You turned me on to this. Damn, way back in the day yep. when we first started working at Shred. Yeah, and uh, because when it used to be called Colorado whiskey. Yeah, but then the Stranahan's name came up. <clears throat> no, no, no shade or no hate. It's just they changed the label. And but that's uh, how long I was drinking it. Well, and if you listen to the podcast and you know Jeremy grew up in Colorado, well, grew up a couple different places, but a lot of time in Colorado. So you had told me the story about when you saw this in San Francisco. You were in San Francisco at a bar one time. That's right. I was at a bar and uh, I was starting to drink um, bourbon more regularly as my you know, cocktail of choice. And uh, at this point, Bullet was still considered a small batch yeah, you know, yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of that first, <clears throat> man, I remember that because it was printed glass. Yeah. And like the, the glass was embossed. Yeah. And it brought it back to like the old school feel of bourbon almost like it was a prohibition era yeah 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 and it had the the label for bullet is always a little crooked yeah i mean i don't know if they do it on purpose oh, I, or if i don't it, know either and maybe i could be wrong because i haven't drank bullet in a long time but maybe they've standardized it and maybe it's straight but it always am i right didn't it always seem to be just a tiny bit off i I want to say it's weird because I'm not looking. I'm trying to look at the bottle in my mind. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think it is. Like that green label that I would see, that would be the rye. Yeah. It always seemed to be a little bit off maybe. And the yellow label was the the bourbon, right? Orange or something. Orange. Yeah. Yeah, Orange-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And Stranahan's I like because it's really angled on purpose. It's got like this. Yeah. They make it like they slapped it on. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so the first time I saw it in San Francisco, uh, the print um, was Colorado whiskey on the bottle, it but said, the shape of Colorado was similar to CU Boulder's lettering. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. what like, what, yeah. bur- what whiskey is that? Yeah. Yeah. And the bartender poured me a glass and it was just the smoothest, sweetest whiskey I yeah. ever had. And I was hooked and maybe a couple more years later, I started finding it and I would pick it up, mm-hmm. and then I saw that the name changed and started yeah. picking up. And there was yeah. only a while there. I could only get it every October. Yeah. I'd get, like, a few bottles. And then you and I were fortunate enough to get gifts from members when we would teach classes, and mm-hmm. people would try to find the bottle for me, and that yeah. was really nice. Those yeah. Good times. Yeah. This is what Laura got me it for was, my birthday. Oh, did she? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I uh, I remember the bo- I got, first time I got you a bottle was for your birthday, and it was at that time in Chicago. It was, so it was, like, 2013, 2014 probably. Yeah. And uh, it was still kind of hard to find around I Chicago. Agree. Yeah. yeah, it's got like a caramel flavor to me. Mm-hmm. Caramel. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, yeah, it's God, good. it's good. Um, Shout out want... to Stranahan's for making damn good whiskey. <laughs> I don't want to stray too far from the topic necessarily that we want to talk about, but I just started thinking about this and like our times in San Francisco. And do you remember that one? It was like the first time that they came out with these bars that were. There was no sign on the door. Yes. And uh, there was also that wine bar that was down the steps off of, I think, Rose Avenue Alley. But yeah, I remember that era of time. There was there was a bar. They were pulling the whole speakeasy thing yeah, back up. Yeah. And uh, it was the cocktail lounges. When, yes. When the, when the, when it took 10 minutes to make a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
with and those like, uh, mixologists for taking it too far. And I'm like, bruh. And they 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 first the mustaches came. One hundred percent. The handlebar and, mustaches. And they had the suspenders. The suspenders. <laughs> San Francisco. Shout out to you, 2012, oh. 2013, trying to bring it back. Yeah, not to be too down, not downer, but man, it's. I think it's a far cry from what we used to love about San Francisco right now. But oh, it's not the same, yeah. man. I can definitely attest yeah. to that. Yeah, but uh, those were good times. That I remember that it was like a, it was like almost like a library. You go in. Oh yeah. And they, they. I swear to God, there wasn't. I think this is in my head. This is <laughs> totally. This is totally me thinking it was way too cool for school. But I thought there was always like a password or something. But I, could be wrong. I think one place had a password that would rotate yeah. and it would open the library door yeah. and then you'd go in the library. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that was awesome. Those were awesome. And then we got here and there was, um, it was, uh, shoot. It was the magic the, lounge. No. Oh, it was over in, um, Bucktown. Uh, uh violet hour. Violet hour. Yeah. yeah. That place was cool. I think it was, it, cool. I think it's still open. I think it is too. Yeah. I think it survived the <laughs> pandemic. They had this peanut butter because I don't know if you remember that they didn't serve dinners. They just served like snacks, At, but, yeah. like, but like, like really elevated good. snacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had this peanut butter and jelly French toast, little like yeah, sticks things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my mm -hmm. God. I remember Yeah. <laughs> back so, when we were still trying to be in the scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. We were the scene. Jay. <laughs> I'd like to think. And so now, and now we're the scene of Lincolnshire. Welcome yeah. to the suburb scene, yeah. bro. <laughs> Oh man. Well, so I think what we wanted to talk, we talked about, um, our routine, our routines last time. And I, today was a, uh, indication to me of something else I wanted to talk about because now we talk a thousand times about how we are all coaching. And so now we're on to <laughs> basketball. So I'm coaching my son's basketball team and Jeremy's coaching his two sons basketball teams. And it dawned on me. Um, last night I was talking with uh, the head coach, Nick, who, uh, is also, we've talked about the buddy who we've done our, um, our, uh, conditioning and our, our skills, drilling programs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great, great guy. And so organized. Thank you, Nick. Cause if it wasn't for you, <laughs> our Nothing practices would be a complete shit show. Um, and we realized that we had not practiced in I don't know. We probably have had only six practices because yeah. we are only allowed to practice once a week, which is way not, not even close to enough no, for, to try close. to try to like actually have a, 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 a organized like sem to, semblance of for it. consistency of improvement. You yeah. can't be just meeting that's a very a good way. Consistency for improvement. Perfect. And we realized that we had not shot practice shooting and it was really intentional, but, you know, kind of snuck up on us that we had our first game today and we had not even practiced shooting and we had just practiced defense and rebounding. And now we ran a couple plays. We, we had three plays, one of which we wanted to stick to this the first game. Let's stick to one. Just something you do right. So, I mean, they, they had, if they ran the play during practice, you know, they would maybe shoot a layup or something. Right. But it wasn't like we did you know, okay, go to the elbow, take five shots, do whatever. And so this morning, you know, Nick brought the team in and was like, you know, we haven't practiced. And they look around, he's like shooting. And it was like, oh, like eyes wide open. And we go, but we've practiced defense 
and rebounding. And if we do those two things, and we are better than at those two things than the other team, we will win this game. And it was twenty-one to two at halftime, Ugh. and thirty-eight to ten at the end of the game. Love it. And they made layups and they made shots. <clears throat> these kids are. We we talked about this offsite. These kids, if they have a basketball hoop at home, and now it's freezing cold in in Chicago right now. So I understand that they're not outside playing basketball. But if they're playing basketball in fourth grade, then they've most likely dribbled a ball and have a basketball hoop in their yard or in their driveway and they've shot. What do they do? They don't practice dribbling. They don't practice dribbling when they have the hoop yeah. at home. I could <laughs> yeah. definitely so they're say that practice much. shooting. So it's they're not about, practicing boxing out. Right. No. And so I guess my long winded way of getting to the point of you got to do the small things and the details, like the, the details are what matter. And if you practice the boring basics, the, Boring basics. If you practice those and get really freaking good at the basics, you are going to win, quote unquote, whether it be when I say win, even somebody who practices the uh, an instrument, you I'm sure there are basic things that you have to practice before you start to play a more intricate, um, you know, um, sheet. I music. agree, because if you think about it, right, the exercises. So the my sons are on piano. And the pause of seeing a certain type of music and then making your fingers do that, you want to practice movements of your fingers so mm. that you're getting comfortable with feeling the keys yeah. dribble. So you have your scales, right? And so you hit your scales. Uh, what is it? Do, re, mi, fa, so, la. You know, all that yeah. stuff. You're speaking complete, and, a complete know, different language for me. And, uh, but <laughs> you're getting used to your fingers yeah. creating that muscle memory. Yep. And as you use that, I would say it'd be the same as work and with school. And yeah, we talk about time management or people talk about managing their time and the, the things that are annoying at work, the things that just suck up, uh, they have no real excitement to them. Right. 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 But to your point, if you do work on the details of the mundane things, well, more times than not, you have more time to focus on things you want to. Yeah. If you can embrace the challenge of those mundane things, then you find a system that works better for you that you can manage a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And then to your point with the game with the boys, then they become second nature and you're not thinking or wasting time, energy, and focus doing them. Right. It's just something that you do, something that's a part of what you do. And in doing so, you're able to stay organized. You're able to stay clear. You're able yeah. to stay focused. With every with everything that we do, there <clears throat> they're like building blocks. I feel mm -hmm. like there's like a base layer of, let's say it's knowledge, or there is a base layer of, um, like you said, with the keys on a piano that you have to be able to. I'm sure that there are um, in music. I'm sure that there are notes that are more frequently used, and so you have to be able to play those notes first, right. and then you can start to add in different ways that you play other notes or 100%. whatever. One hundred percent. There, you know, in sports, there's always, you know, for football, it's blocking and tackling. Yes. You, if you can't, it doesn't even matter if you can throw the football down the field. Or catch the ball. Or catch the ball. Um, in basketball, it's defense and rebounding. We You see it all the time. In baseball, it's fielding, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, hitting is one thing. Everybody knows you got to have a team that hits. But at the end of the day, 
it's always going to the best you're going to do is 30% or 35%. So, I would even say to your point on that, your ability to throw the ball accurately. Yeah. So you're probably working on your throws over right. and over right. and over again you're, right. to your point about fielding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but what happens is you get bored. Yeah. You get super bored. And I mean, everybody does it. I've done it a thousand times where, you know, for working out, if you're out there, if you're somebody that is, you know, it's January, it's the new year and you're like, you know what, I'm going to start to try to pick up my workout pace here. Well, guess what? You don't do not skip the stretching. Do not skip yeah. the warm up. The yeah. warm up, folks, you need to warm up, especially if you're over 35. Let's be real about yeah. that for a second. Let's just be real about that for a second. Not one of you, not one of you out here listening to this should be starting anything without a warm up. <laughs> if you're like, I'm going for a run, you should have warmed up first. Mm -hmm. And don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about because we've all done it. You start out running and for the first half mile, everything hurts. hurts. Oh everything hurts. And you're like, oh, it'll get go away soon. Now fast forward, you know, a few weeks and you're like, oh, my knee. My yeah. head, yeah. my this, yeah. all because you won't take five to 10 minutes yeah. to warm your body Let's up. talk about that real quick because, you know, again, I'm going to just go back to it. We've gotten feedback, which is awesome. I love it that actually people are listening and then they say, hey, maybe talk about this a little bit, like digging in on some things. Yeah. So like for a run, guys, if you're, I don't want to say guys, it's a, I, I use it as a general term, guys and gals. Um, if you, if you, <laughs> if you're going to go out for a run, Here's some things you can do. There's, it's called your medial glute. It helps stabilize your knee, helps stabilize your ankles. Yep. And it's on the outside of your butt. It's the outside of your butt. It's the best part of your butt. The best part. And you can grab one of those little stretchy bands that you can buy on Amazon for like $3. It doesn't matter. It doesn't necessarily matter how strong it, there's different levels of totally. strength. Just buy one. And one of these bands is a circular band. Yeah. It's a circular band. It looks like a big rubber band. Yeah. And you put it around your ankles and you do side steps. So step to the right, step to the left, step to the right, step to the left, keep your feet wide and you're going to feel your butt burn. Okay. Do that. And then do some dynamic warm up, which means like literally walking hamstring stretches or something. Yeah. Some side shuffles. You can do like knee tucks to your chest as you're standing to work on your balance. Yeah. Maybe some single leg uh, squat toe touches to activate the glutes a little yeah, bit and, and, yeah. and to import and incorporate your stabilization and that neuromuscular efficiency yeah. control where because when you run leg, it's what 90% single leg it, 95% single leg should be a hundred percent really yeah, like if you're running yeah it should be a hundred percent single leg think about this folks when you're running you're actually doing probably a couple thousand single leg like jumps yeah doot, doot, forward doot, forward bounding doot, doot, doot. yeah so guess what your glutes got to be strong and anyways Get out there. If you're going to do anything, you got to you got to start with the basics. Prep you gotta, your body, and and that doesn't change. If you watch any professional athlete, they get out there, they do the same warm up all the time. If I were to ask all of you listening right now, who do you think the best basketball player to ever live is? Whoever that person is in your head, we all know who it is. <laughs> Those amazing LeBron. things. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone young enough to believe that listening to this podcast. Well, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But when you think about your greats, they spent the time shooting from middle distance shots oh my gosh. over and over and over. They pra practiced their left hand dribbling 
over and over and over. Yeah. They pack just left hand dribbling, pivot and pass. Yeah. Left hand dribbling, pivot and pass. Left hand dribbling over and over and over. And not just doing it. They were meticulous in their presence as they did it. Like this left hand dribble is going to save my life. This right. pass is going to save my life. Right. But because they did all those things, then by the time they were in the game, there was no thought if I could dribble to my left. Right. There was no thought if I could back pivot and pass from right. my left. Right. And because of that, they were able to do these amazing things with their right. bodies in the air because they could do the basics so right. well. Yeah. And if you aren't on the MJ train, the Kobe train, the LeBron chain, what I would say is the fundamentalist Tim Duncan to this day did the basics Everyone said he was the most boring player, but that dude could do layups on his right. He could yeah. do layups on his left. He yeah. rebounded better than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they won five yeah. championships while he was on the team. Right. Would you rather win five championships and be boring or be some, you know, not boring and you're, yeah, <laughs> you're, and not, you're winning not winning games. games. Yeah. If there's a great uh, video recently out on Steph Curry, which I, the more that I, I don't know who's, um, controlling his output of what he's putting out, but yeah. I love it. Whatever they're doing, shout out to those people. Because well, Apple had a documentary on him. Really? Yeah. It's, it's so good because I, I think he's gotten, well, I'll, personally, I, I've always <laughs> kind of not liked him because uh, I loved LeBron, you know, spent a lot of time in Cleveland, grew up in Ohio, and he's an Ohio boy. And I really, you know, followed his career and root for him. And it was kind of like the um, Batman and like the Joker. Yeah. It, like, it, like to me, it, that was Steph Curry. He was the Joker. And he, I respected his game. There was never a time where I was like, oh, that guy sucks. I mean, guys. Oh. My brain. I just okay. want to make sure I'm hearing the right person that you're yes. talking about when you yes. say this. You heard it right. All right. And so, but now I'm watching these videos and, yeah. and they're, it's him talking and. Man, I fucking love this guy. Dude, like, he's he is the best. The best. And so there's a video now where he talk, talks about every time, every time he goes in the gym, he starts. Well, okay, that's what the video shows. Right. And maybe what? Maybe now, I don't know. But I believe that he's still to this day. His first shots, I think it's like five. He has to make all of these in a row. And he starts like almost under the basket. Percentage shot. I mean, position right under the basket to just get his motion down. Yep. And he steps back yep. like five feet, does it again. Well, he's like close to half court and he's just like firing these things, but he's not starting at no. half court. He's not starting right. at that deep three. And position. So do you imagine, do you imagine a, a guy who's made millions of dollars in his life? Never would have to work again. Never has to be anywhere close to the productive output that he was when he was winning championships because he's older now. Like everybody knows he's the best shooter to ever walk the face of this he planet. He passed Reggie Middle. I mean, he's got the most threes. I mean, period. <laughs> it's crazy. He had, uh, there's this like, um, combined. It was like, I forget. It was in a season. No, it was, I swear people look this up. It was, an, he hit more threes than Larry Bird in, did in his career. It was like in one season. I, I, I'm, I know something everybody. Like that I know everybody's saying. out there yeah. like that's bullshit. Pulling I'm telling you, up. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was something absurd. Right. So and everybody, I mean, Larry Bird's one of the greatest ever. Right. So he's 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 cemented his legacy, and and I guarantee he still does that. Shit. I believe that too. So my point would be to me and you and anybody listening is, 
we get so impatient with <sighs> agreed and you if you want to make progress you need to think about doing the basic stuff every single day that is going to then lead to the result and we said it i i'm sure you've heard this a hundred times before from a different person getting up doing the the simple things right and over and over and over again and we talked about a on a podcast about discipline versus motivation now what somebody would say like we said is that well that's just discipline like continue to do it my point would be when you don't do it it's loss of motivation right because somewhere deep inside your brain somewhere deep inside your body there's a motivation to continue to do that like seth curry is not he's not happy with where he has gotten to he still wants to get to somewhere i would bet you can ask him do you still want to win championships and he'd say 100 percent. yes and he would do and still does the actions as an individual player right to make him better right to help aid the opportunity to win those championships right exactly so it's <clears throat> the other thing is that we have a lot of options on what we want to do with our lives these days you know when my father and your father your father went to the military my father went to um he, he became a, a bricklayer construction worker it wasn't like my dad was going to do five years of construction and be like you know what fuck this i'm going to go be an accountant like no. that that shit no. didn't happen no it didn't or you know what forget this i'm going to actually just uh work out and try to become an instagram famous star <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't like that you it know? was not like that and, and so you you focused on my dad every single day focused on his craft he wanted to be the best <laughs> he really did in his mind want to be the best bricklayer yeah he would look at a fucking house he'd see a house and he would i remember him pointing out way areas where they fucked up building that house and why would they do it that way why would they do that that doesn't make sense because of this this and this he barely graduated high school did not want to go to college had potential offers from notre dame to play football and he was like nah i want to go lay some brick now I'm not saying that that was what his choice was, but he didn't want to go to school. Right. And back then, you just didn't have a lot of choices. I agree. Because I would ask, I would actually dare to ask, like, let's say you wanted to go to college. You have to get it paid for. And we all know the education goes up. Yeah. And if you're someone who's, it was one of my favorite quotes about John Wooden. He's like, not every student needs to be an A student. If the best that you gave gets you that C, but that is in fact your best. That's what I'm after. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get caught up on our measurements of people through a certain scale. Yeah. And we forget that we all have yeah. certain strengths. We all have certain weaknesses, but you're pushing yourself to be the best you can in all those areas. Yeah. And if you're doing that to your point about the little things consistently, then you get to a state where you are able to see the flaws in a building because right. this was a strength that you were able to right. kind of maximize it. Right. Like if you're not focusing on the basics and it's not, you're not building it. Like it, it's kind of ironic that we just use a brick layer as my dad as an example. That's and you're literally laying bricks <clears throat> as you're, as you're doing every session, things. every right. rep is yeah. a brick being laid. Yeah. Then you know where that fault was. 
like if you're doing the basic things every day and you're building and building and building over years and years and years and you see a weakness, you can identify that weakness so much more than if it was like random. Right. Right. If it was a random process or you came in and you're like, I don't know, I'm just going to do this today. Well then, and so you come in today and I'm going to just shoot, you know, free throws. The next day you come in and you do something different. The next oh. And then, and then there's, and then you get to the game and you're like, wow, this sucked and this sucked, but I don't know why. But if yeah. you did the basics, if you had these building blocks and you're like, every day I come in and do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this. You find the hole and you find what you need to work on to become better. And you know what? Not as we were talking, that's probably the reason, right? Like that's, that's the reason that people who do the basics are the ones who succeed is the fact that they obviously will improve on those aspects, which will then lead to, um, bigger in, um, uh, like, like pieces of their game. So for instance, Steph Curry, again, goes, shoots those, those shots. He's then able then to, to shoot the shot. That's almost close to half court. Totally. Right. But <clears throat> along the way, he's, he might find that at the elbow, for some reason, he's not hitting those shots and right. so at the elbows where he's got to work on that shot. Right. right. Or that famous story of Kobe missing a game winning shot at the base, at the baseline. Mm-hmm. And after the game, he takes a thousand shots from that baseline right. to never allow that to happen again. Right. Right. So, um, and you know, what's funny that you say that because I'm guilty of this when I bring it up, but in the sense of group fitness and workouts, mm-hmm. people all the time talk about, I don't want to, we've done this workout already. It's boring. It's boring. I want something new. I want something different. Yeah. And I yeah. hate to say it, but your progress happens from doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. So what I mean when I say that is you're in a group fitness class, you got 15 pound dumbbells and your instructor has you doing a squat and you're like, I've done a squat a million times. Can we do like a transverse squat? Can we do a pulse squat? Can we right. do this squat? Can we right. do that squat? I just yeah. want something different, something new. Right. But I would dare to ask you if you've actually focused on doing your squat accurately or are you bouncing? something I preach in class a lot, right. right? People are just going up and down. I'm up and down. I'm up and down. I'm up and down. Right. But you're not really thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, you put a Steph Curry or someone who's like, if you tell me that doing squats is going to make me a better shooter. Right. Now I'm going to do a four second sit down, a four second stand up right. in my squat to make sure that all these little elements of my squat are working. Right. And I'm constantly trying to improve the quality of my squat. Right. Think about that kind of attention to detail yeah. of what we would consider to be a mundane movement. Yeah. But my pushback to you would be having someone who'd worked with a 95 year old client <clears throat> and I asked her what her goals were and she said, you want to know what my goals are, Jay? I'm like, yeah, no one's going to wipe my ass, but mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So let's do these squats. So I don't need help getting off the toilet. Right. Those are the little things. And when, if you do those little things, well, when you're 95 years old, no one's wiping your ass, but right. you, right. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So that's how it translates. Totally. I think, and we from, create workouts and you and I have talked about this. We've worked with instructors who are more about the flash and not about the, yeah. the, the basics. And yeah. they have ideas for these, you know, insane type movements, but you're trying to translate that movement to a wide audience at different fitness levels. Yeah. Is this something that they could perform? Yeah. If it's not, what are the basics that set up to that movement? to that exercise. It's interesting that you bring that up because in that setting, group fitness, you know, 
we, <laughs> you and I, have a different level of expectation of what we think people want to get out of that class. Like, we we try to put together the workout that will benefit them the most, <clears throat> whereas I would assume most people that take group fitness classes, myself included, at the end of the day, I just, I want to come, I want to get decompressed, I want to forget a little bit about what's going on in my life right now so that I can sweat, I can feel good because I know I'm going to feel good afterwards. And I know that it's going to be good for my body. <clears throat> and I don't necessarily care about doing all of the basic things right. I, I, all I <laughs> I'm not here to get my mind into my body. I'm here I, to get my mind out of my drama or my stress or whatever it is. Right, right. Using my right, body to do right. it. And most of the time, most of the time, think about this, right? They, they, don't, they don't want to be bored. They don't. Right. They want. I often tell people I'm in the fitness and entertainment business, <laughs> right? Because right, they want right. to be entertained through right. their fitness, right. right? So, so to your point, it's a it's a hard juxtaposition to be in when you are teaching those classes. And you're like, well, I just want to do this again because I want. I saw that you couldn't do it right the last time, and so I'm trying to get it right. But they're like, but that's the same thing that we did last <laughs> week. So it's this like you're you're kind of smashing into a you know, each other, right? Like they want this and you want this. You got to, you have to, you do have to adjust because you want them, you know, okay, let's back up for a second. When we're talking about be, doing the basics, right? It's also, I'm kind of talking more about like the thing in life that you really want, that you really want to be. That you're working towards. towards. Here's, I, I'm working my life towards a certain job, a certain lifestyle, a certain area to live in, a certain uh, friendships, relationships, whatever you want to call it. Right. I am taking my life in a specific direction, which is going to take planning. It's going to take work. It's yes. going to take strategy. Yes. And then I'm trying to execute said right. strategy to perform, to get me to where I want to go. In life. Yes. I, I believe fitness for most people, um, a, a majority of people, and it's, this is okay, is that it's a add on it. And, and it's not necessarily they know people know that fitness is going to get them to the life that they want to achieve if they continue just to do it. And this, what I mean by that is I know that fitness is good for me. I know it's good for my health and it's good for my, my physical health, my mental health. I know that it, when I feel <clears throat> when I come home from a workout, I'm a better dad. I'm a better wife. I'm a better, whatever husband, but I, I, it's, I don't have, I don't see a lot of people like writing down every piece of their workout no. and going, okay, I need to work on this, this area. Yeah. I need to work on, you know, like, like a, like a professional. <laughs> They're not training like athletes. Yeah, exactly. So my point would be, it's a, it's a piece to the puzzle, but it's not like, it's just it's a, a part of their life. Yes. It's not their life. <clears throat> so, but what I would say, what we just mentioned is, you know, if you're going to go work out, well, treat your body right. You, you need to warm up. You need to do the dynamic stretches that are going to help you not get injured so that in four weeks, when you want to continue to do that class, that Jeremy Walton is yelling at you, you're stronger <laughs> than the machine and you punch up those numbers on the treadmill, a couple notches, or he says, 
be good to your body and do it right, like you're listening and you're saying, okay, you know what? I did my warm up. I feel like I'm good. I slept well last night. My nutrition was good. And I'm going to go for a hard sprint right now. I'm going to commit to this. And you're ready for it. I agree. You're ready for it. You're not just throwing your body in the fire. You're like, no, I'm, I am intentionally challenging myself. Yeah. Maintaining the best quality of my movements, maintaining the best quality of my breath, but I'm being challenged. Right. I think the thing that I, I the thing that I like about you, um, the way that you teach classes is that like, there's a, (laughs) you're such a, um, competitive person, but you, you try to really work on your ego when you're in class because, (laughs) cause you, you. yeah. Cause you, you are telling people like, don't do something that's going to compromise the form or or compromise your body. Like you're looking for longevity. And I, I think that's going back to the basics. It's doing the basics, right? Like, I learned from you, you know, I, I say it now, the effort can be in the form. The effort does it not can be in the form. Yeah, it doesn't. Sorry. And, and it, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> so like running up hills every time I still, I've gotten, well, pre, you injury, know, pre yeah. injury, I was teaching a class every week and thank you for taking over my classes, um, which I think people actually prefer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they still talk about you. Mark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, but the couple times that I've taught again, you know, especially after injury, you have uh, hindsight and you say, listen, you know, you don't have to sprint up the hill. You don't have to, first of all, that's not a good idea. Um, that's not all, possible. <laughs> I just used this in yeah, my class yeah. the other day. I said, look, man, if you were able to clone two of you and one of you is running on a flat space and one of you is running up a hill, the flat space you is going to win. <laughs> you can run a hill hard, yeah. but you can't run a hill fast. Right. And I try my best in treadmill-based training or classes yeah do not run right. these hills at what your sprint would be at a flat road it's no. not a realistic yeah. run it's right. not a realistic position and right. i know we you were just bringing it up i've seen the same videos you have on youtube of these college kids running 22 miles an hour on these treadmills and you're like oh my god i want to do that same player right on the field is running 18 miles an hour mm. tyree kill is not he yeah. is still running 22 yeah, yeah, miles yeah, yeah. an hour. Yeah. But again, it's always better to run on a field than it would be on a belt. Right. And so you want to, you just, when you're in the gym, remember the goal is the belt doesn't replace the road. Right. Sorry. No. Yeah. Here goes Jamie on his tangent. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to talk about this, we're yeah. going to talk about it. But so my point would be, even in those classes, it's not, it, you have to, you, you know, you have to make it different on a weekly basis. So people want to come back. Yeah. But if you're going to take those classes or if you're going to work out, like I see so many people, they just walk in the room and they literally get on the treadmill or they grab their dumbbell. Like there's no, I mean, we do a warm up, quote unquote, you know, in our classes. But if you're above the age of 35, try to get to the gym a little bit early and warm up and do the basics. I agree. I think at this point in our lives, there should be a 10 minute routine you do before every workout that kind of hits all the basics. I got yeah. some balance in there. Yeah. I got some flexibility in there. I'm working in my rotations. I'm mm-hmm. working in a lateral space. I'm working in a, you know, sagittal space. Yeah. And then you do that as its own. Yeah. As its own mental. 
how do you call it? Your own mental prep for the work you're about to do. That's the whole thing about the warm up is that it's there both to physically and mentally prepare you for the work you're about to do. That's what I love about meditation. When you think about these things, breath work, et cetera, with meditation, the best meditations start with a body scan to then allow the transition of you thinking about your checklist for the day, the emails you have to do, all the responsibilities you have to do. You have to, that thought process doesn't just stop. You have to get yourself in a position to let go of those thoughts to get present. And that's what the body scan does. Mm. It yeah. takes you into a different direction. Your warm up should be the same way. I do so these warm ups. Sorry. You're, oh you're yeah. Go ahead. Does the body scan help you identify areas that are tight and stuff? Like, is it, is it meant to actually two things? Yeah. I thought, I think Yeah. It, what I'm hearing is that a body scan would be to take your mind off the normal shit that your brain would kind of like go to mm-hmm. and then also focus on areas that maybe need more attention. Yeah. Uh, not in the specifics of athletic tension in that way. Okay. But here's the best example I can give more times than not at this age, most people uh, furrow their eyebrows, right? Mm-hmm. Or they have the wrinkles in the forehead because they're thinking hard. Oh. And whenever you start doing a meditation, I usually go there first. Oh. I'm like, all right, you're going to start breathing. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm breathing. Yeah. Here's me breathing. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll say, okay, and now take your mental focus to the top of your head. And they're like, okay, I'm seeing the top of my head. I need a haircut. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll say, now shift your focus to the muscles around your eyes and forehead. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, now as you're breathing, try your best to allow those muscles to release Mm. and soften. Yeah. And it's my favorite. It's, I always start at the top and work my way down, but it's my favorite to start because you can actually see people trying to let go (laughs) of those muscles. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there in our shoulders. Those are the two areas that we carry a lot of our like stress. Right. And so, You'll one of probably the number one thing you ever hear me in a class say is like drop your shoulders. Yeah, get your shoulders away. From I wonder your ears. what that is, like from evolutionary standpoint. I wonder what that is. That- I mean, honestly, <clears throat> when you think about it, our hands are there to to defend and to protect. Maybe it's like this unconscious thing where we're, maybe we have to put our hands up to prevent something from coming huh. at us. Yeah, and our shoulders go up as a preventive, or maybe it's because our neck to head is like the most important thing within our mindset and we're trying, like, to, protect we're trying to protect our brain. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But they say it all the time, right? Like you're about to get an accident. You hold your breath, you tense up. Yep. But drunk drivers are relaxed and they're breathing. So they never get injured, but in your tension comes the, right. the injury. That's interesting. Like when you, you're right. Stressful. Whenever you say, relax your shoulders, Everybody's oh, everyone shoulders drops go down. Them. Everyone's everyone's down. shoulders go down. So that talks about the chronic stress thing. Right. So as you're talking, so as Sorry, we're saying we're this, no, no, this is this is yeah. actually yeah. connected. Yeah. So if you are mentally present in all the things that you were just mentioning, if we're mentally present in these things, I actually think that furrowed eyebrow and those high shoulders is as we are consistently thinking about all the things we're not doing, need to do, yeah. haven't done yet, etc. Yeah. And if I could. If I could say one thing about this digital era that we live in, this constantly in contact with our phone era that we yeah. live in, I think sometimes it's better to have some things written down that you know you have to take care of in the day. You can't do anything else. You are limited. We talked about this all the time or lately. Three things that are finite in your day. There's a limited amount of time. 
there is a limited amount of focus and there's a limited amount of energy. And if you think about where you give your time, your focus and your energy, I bet if you curated through it, you could reposition that time, reposition Mm. your focus and reposition your energy to work for you. Right. And that was a point we made with the routine part where it's like just the simple task of getting dressed in the morning. I want to put something on. And let's say you're someone like me who cycles through basically five outfits on a regular basis. (laughs) And they're all black. And they're all black. And you're like, (laughs) I want to do something different today. And you're like, why? Why do you want to do something different today? Because naturally we get bored and we want some motivation. We want something to kind of like spark us up because that's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling to have something new to do. It's a nice feeling to try something different. It's a nice thing to be challenged in a certain way. Yeah. But that goes to your point where these kids will take three point shots because every kid wants the 10 seconds left in the clock, 10 seconds left in the game. I got the ball five, four, three, two, one. And you're shooting this far away jumper Dame time. Yeah. You know, waving bye bye as you won the championship game, you won the playoff game. We yeah. all crave those moments. Yeah. That one moment. And to your point, never is the commercial selling, you know, whatever the saying boring shit. Hey, <laughs> when you wake up today, brush your teeth with intention. Right. Hey, when you wake up today, brush your teeth brush your teeth. With, no. You're brushing your teeth. Hey, wake up and take a shower and take your PJ pants off, motherfucker. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Don't come to work in PJ pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all the little things that you know you need to do. It's Here's a good example. Uh, I don't know a single person in today's world who doesn't need to prep their food. You would probably need to prep a few things for the amount of time that you spend trying to hustle and get out of there. Uh, the reason I bring that up is most people tell me I don't have time to prep food and so I just pick something up, mm. you know, when I'm out and yeah. more times than not, it's not great food. And so yeah. you're like, how do I get myself to cook? And the reason is, is because of the time that you finally get to yourself, do you really want to spend it cutting vegetables and making food? <laughs> Probably not. Right. You're like, no, I don't want to do that with my free time. I want to take that time for me to yeah. decompress. And I want to watch the shows I want to watch. Yeah. I want to pour a glass of something or roll some paper up with certain grass things in it and take my time <laughs> or and throw the football with your kids or throw the football with you thank yeah. you throw you, no, like, you want to do other things you want to do other things than, than have the things to, that you need right, to do or right. things that would benefit you in that way yeah my only pushback that is is that i sometimes think that we think we have to make gourmet meals for ourselves like on these social media feeds i'm like how the hell are you grilling chicken <laughs> and then sauteing peppers and something like you know what i'm gonna make for my pre-meal I got a single slice of bread with peanut butter on it, and then I got a salad. That's a prepped meal. You see what I'm saying, everyone? And then my salad is lettuce, black pepper, some craisins, and like five uh, roasted pecans or whatever, and dressing. That's what's in my salad. I'm not sitting here slicing eggs. I'm not sitting here making blue cheese crumbles. But that's but, but, but. That's your focus. Like your focus is not food in the sense of great like, point. Like you, I'm using though yeah, no. as a point of our expectations right. of thinking like when I prep food, it has to be yeah. all these things. Right. right. Now the meal I just described is a boring meal. Right. That is not a sexy, my taste buds are flying off. Like top chefs, not impressed yeah. by my meal prep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Somewhere in between that yeah. and a top chef meal yeah. is your life right. that you could prep food <laughs> right, right. to get it done. Well, I 
like, I don't know how we get on prepping food. I, just However, as a point yeah. about doing the little things. The little things. Well, right. right? I, or well, doing I, the things you don't want to do, but you know that benefit you. Yeah. And that's the thing about sports is the reason you think just dribbling is boring is because you think dribbling is boring. But how many times have you seen people lose the rock on the game because they're not practicing their dribbling so often? Right. They're not practice dribbling through cones. Right. All NBA players, not just great NBA players, all NBA players have practiced dribbling left and right through cones right. to get to the NBA. To right. get to the NBA. Right. So that means if you want to be a great NBA player, not only are you doing dribbling drills through cones, you're doing dribbling drills laying down and then standing up right. while keeping your right. dribble. You're yeah. doing forward positions and back positions and side shuffling positions and all things dribbling. That's your first 30 minutes of your practice right. is your 30 minutes of dribbling right. of your three-hour practice. Yeah. And to your point earlier with Nick, maybe the last 30 minutes are finally shooting after doing your back pedal shuffles and your yeah. side shuffle things, you're finally shooting. And like you just said, I don't think Steph's over here shooting a hundred half court shots. No, I think he's shooting probably 10 half court shots. Well, he might be shooting a hundred half court shots after he shot, shot like a thousand. Yeah, exactly. Right. Shots. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about meal prep and you're going to go to that. No, 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 oh, okay. uh, no, I actually, cause I don't <laughs> I actually, have never meal prepped in my life. And uh, it, it, the only reason I say that is because for me, it's actually, it's more, it's more about for me, food, food for me. And this is going to be another podcast is like, um, it's, it's my love language. I know. And I, so like for it's so a, much, in fact, one of my favorite things about you, if you let me say it, yeah, you immediately got your kids involved yeah. in helping you with food yeah and the mise en place and <laughs> oh good job thanks Jay. bro but to that same point right whenever i watch the top chef shows yeah and they do the knife challenge of like <laughs> cutting dicing these onions yeah and then you know breaking part uh bird yeah. and all this stuff yeah and every time i watch a show i'm like you didn't practice your knife skills yeah you're sitting there like, oh, I mean, I'm cooking. I'm That's cooking. a good point. Yeah. I'm like, About but you basics. don't want to, yeah, yeah. you don't want to sit there practicing your no. knife skills. You're like, this is yeah. too boring. They, I want to make be... something cool. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. make something great. That's I'm a like, great point. But bro, you got to work on those yeah, knife that's skills. Good, that's a really good point, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Those, that, 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 that's the basics that you need to fucking work on. That's right. And, uh, you know, what? I'll give you props and I, and I love it because, he, um, my brother-in-law never listens to this podcast, so he'll never even hear this. <laughs> But um, I like that you call it out like yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Both brother in laws. Thanks, Christian and Pete. <laughs> Anyways. Um so they well, Christian was always more into food than Pete was. But okay. Pete we all lived in California together in San Francisco, but uh well, Christian lived outside of San San Francisco and Pete lived in the city with me. And when we were all living there, him and his now wife and uh Jen and I, we would, I would make meals and have them over on Sunday, you know, make great meals and eat together. And now they are super into cooking and making meals. And, um, I, I think it's a natural progression as a family that, that sometimes happens. But, um, he had told me that, you know, it was because of those times together that they now like doing like they wanted to be better because they saw how I was doing that and how it helped bring all of us together. 
and the experiences and the memories that they had. And so now they do it, you know, and you, you, you have just started to do that. You, I love it. Like I started doing those. Oh, I'm so glad you bring it up. Cause I was just about to say, Hey, I want comments in our comment section for everyone that participated in the Mark Beyer happy hour meal (laughs) plan during the pandemic where Mark sends out the shopping list and we all go home and we're all on a zoom call and we're all drinking and chatting and dude, I'd never plated before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Never plated a meal before. I just, you know, take a spoon, right? Shovel it it on, put it on and plate. That's it. Yep. And when you work on the little things and when you're doing the process, you then appreciate the process of all these things to make it an experience. Yeah. And that got me excited. It got me excited of what I could do because I had a little bit of practice. And now Laura helps me with like the the whole failing thing. Like you're going to make some dishes that, that miss. Yeah. yeah. And you're thinking like, I wasted money. I wasted time. I wasted these things. It's so bad, but it is a practice. And to say it another way, I would rather do it and fail. Then to continue to make peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, with yeah, salad, salad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's great. All right, man. I think All right, that's brother. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, it's a good spot. To Thanks end for listening. Right Listen, yeah. at the end of the day, I think what we're both trying to say is, is that the things that you know you need to take care of, don't do it with a disdained attitude. You want to really embrace the small things and embrace those uh, mundane actions because I bet 100% for all of us, those are the actions that make you better. Those are the actions that make you a better father. Those are the actions that make you a better husband. Those are the ones that make you a better partner, uh, you know, better friend. Yeah. And to help you get to the level of success that you're looking to do. Yeah. It's always our habits, our consistency is there. Yeah. And we'll go back to the motivation part. It's worth the motivation to do the little things. So yeah. I would say instead of trying to find the motivation to do, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to do right. X, Y, Z. Maybe the motivation should be, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to motivate myself to warm up. Yeah. I'm going to do that. That's going to yeah. be me. I'm going to yeah. be the warm up King. I'm going to yeah. be the warm up queen. Yeah. So cheers to the little things, brother. Love cheers you. to the little things. Love you, buddy. All right.